change your perception of what you're looking at and everything changes. Hey, my name is Georgio Janis and this is the How To Do Life podcast. If you've ever felt that no matter what you try, something is missing, then you're in the right place. My aim with this podcast is to begin filling in those blanks for you. So open your mind and get ready because I'm about to show you an entirely different way to look at your life. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So let's get started. All right. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. A bit of a controversial one. And when I say controversial, I mean, it's my version of controversial. It's certainly not the world's version of that. What I mean by that is there's this line that kind of struck me many years ago, which was to look for the opportunity while everyone else is distracted by fear. And this line resonated with me. I don't know where it came from. I'm not even sure if it was me or someone else. Um, If it is somebody else's line, I'd love to give them credit for it. And it was really interesting because it struck me that while it may appear that everybody is distracted with fear or some kind of emotion that's overwhelming them, that doesn't necessarily mean that we have to buy into that. There's a way that we're able to navigate it in for ourselves where we're not being swept up in the fear and emotions that everyone else is experiencing. We get to cut through the noise, carve out our own path, and create an opportunity for ourselves that might actually springboard us in many ways. So where we see this typically is in the financial sector, especially in the stock market. There's a gentleman named Warren Buffett. Some of you may have heard of him, some of you may not. He's one of the wealthiest investors in the world. And the reason for that is because he's played the long game and invested in businesses rather than just looking at trends. And one of the things that he shares commonly is he has this famous line where he says, buy when everybody is selling and sell when everybody is buying. And what he's referring to there in terms of the stock market is buying shares when everyone else is selling their shares and selling your shares when everyone else is buying. And the reason being is because he's wanting to move against the current of the populace, of the uh, the masses, if you like. And the reason being is that most people, when you look into the psychology and the mindset of finances and how it's all governed, you will find that people are usually being run by their emotions. So when things are really good, they might buy more. Or when things start going down south, they end up and things start dropping in the market. They might start getting scared and selling out. And so what people are doing is they're buying when things are really expensive and they're selling when things are really cheap and they're losing money in between. We saw a lot of that in the initial months and weeks of the pandemic where the stock market actually took a significant hit very quickly. I think it was about 25 to 30% as an overall index dropped. And so a lot of people lost money because they were selling. Had they just held on, the market eventually bounced back and they wouldn't have lost any money at all. But because there was panic and people were being influenced by their emotions and their fear, they were selling, they weren't thinking things through, and they were getting out of the market and selling out their positions and losing a bunch of money in the process. I mean, we see mass emotions and mass fear when you look at, again, with the pandemic, we saw uh, toilet paper running out and tissues as well because people were panicked and they were buying something that they felt like if they didn't have, they'd be in a vulnerable situation. 
And so there was a lot of fear when people were buying significantly more toilet paper than what they would usually buy, even though the supply chain had enough for everybody and didn't intend on slowing down production anytime soon. Suddenly it just got snatched off shelves and that created this kind of uh, cascade of panic. And so what was really interesting, it got to a point where my wife asked me during that period, she's like, should we, should we be buying like a huge stack of toilet paper just in case? And, you know, I said to her, I'm like, we can, but we don't need to rush to do it. We're, we're going to be fine. Like there's plenty of toilet paper in the world. It's not going to be something that we're going to be really concerned about. There's, there's greater concerns here, like the actual health of people rather than toilet paper. And that proved to be true. Right. We we didn't need to stock up and we didn't really stock up that much on toilet paper, but we had enough to get us through until the supply chain restocked and then, you know, it was readily available whenever we needed it. And so like this is what this is the power of emotions and fear, especially when you see it in a mass condition or when you're seeing it in the marketplace or you're seeing it in in the masses and the general population, they're usually being governed by their own emotions and not thinking things through. In fact, we see it, you know, you think about Black Friday right? And then I think, what do we have? Cyber, Cyber Monday. And you see a lot of people, and then in Australia, at least we've got the Boxing Day sales. You've got all these different huge sales and people are buying things that they wouldn't usually buy or buying quantities that they wouldn't usually buy out of fear of missing out, right? These are fears. They're anxieties. In reality, their lives will be fine without these purchases. But because they're being governed by their emotions and they're not governing their own mind, they're not thinking using the executive center of the brain, the prefrontal cortex, they're not thinking things through. And usually this leads to people losing money in their lives because they're spending more than what they actually need. They can't really break out of this cycle. And so I think at least in the financial market, that's definitely true. But in the business world, we see this too. So usually there might be a period of time where it appears that a market goes quiet or because of the inflation rates, things start to slow down and people start getting a little bit worried. So they start tightening their spending and then businesses might start getting panicked thinking, well, the market as a whole is not doing well. I'm starting to shit myself. I'm starting to get really scared about the situation out there. And so you start getting scared and then you start hearing from other businesses who are all reporting the same thing. And while there may be an element of truth that the market's dying down, even in quiet markets, even in recessions, businesses have boomed. And so it's a matter of not the market conditions, but who's looking for the opportunity. We also see this with the recruitment space, people looking for jobs and unemployment. It's not a question of if there are opportunities out there. If you're buying into what the media is telling you, which is based on collective data, it might sound like there's no opportunity, but there's still people being hired in different companies. And there are people leaving jobs and going into other positions in other companies. So it's not a question of if the opportunity exists out there. It's a question of are you willing to overcome the emotions that you're wrestling with, start mastering your emotions, start getting really clear and functioning from the executive center of the brain as opposed to the amygdala, which is the fight-flight part of the brain that responds to fight or flight and starts governing the body that way. Or do you start looking for the opportunity? Do you start looking for the things that everybody else is overlooking because they're so distracted by fear? Here's why I think this is important. You've most definitely experienced a moment in your life where you've been stuck in fear or anxiety or overwhelm. In those moments, you find it really difficult to think clearly. You can't think rationally. You can't think creatively. 
certainly not doing much arithmetic, right? You're basically in fight or flight response. And I know they've added a third one, which is fight, flight, or freeze. But basically, you're in this state that is not one where you're governing your own mind, but your brain is governing you and your emotions are governing you. And usually what that looks like is not being able to think clearly. Why is that? Well, we found that when people go into a fear state and an anxious state, blood and oxygen gets redirected as a primary resource for the brain. It actually gets redirected from the prefrontal cortex, which we label as the executive center of the brain, the part of the brain that only humans have, that allows to have a level of consciousness about ourselves, think creatively, think rationally, you know, think through arithmetic and problem solving. We actually see blood and oxygen being redirected from that part of the brain to the amygdala and the basal ganglia and the hippocampus, which are all the parts of the brain that are governed by emotion, by fight or flight, and the animal responses. Now, whenever you're in a fear state, you can't think clearly because the blood is moving away from the part of the brain that facilitates that. And it's being prioritized to the part of the brain that deals with fight or flight. Now, if you actually calm the anxiety and the fears, you'll find that you can think clearly again and you can start making wise decisions, considered decisions, and think problems through with creative solutions, right? And so when we look at that from a neurological standpoint of what's actually happening in the brain and why that's making it difficult for people to use their mind the way they want to, and we superimpose that over a collective group of people that are anxious or in a fear state because interest rates have gone up or there's some kind of inflation or you know, unemployment is at an all-time high or people are being laid off or salaries aren't going up or people can't afford their mortgages or people can't find a home to live. Like, you know, the doom and gloom, it's a really long list. And that felt long, long just running through that. They're all in this fear state. And so it's easy for you to go, well, if they're anxious, I should be. And then you start buying into whatever their anxiety is. You start buying into the story, the narrative they're telling themselves and the story and narrative they're telling other people. And then you can get swept up in the fear and the anxiety and lose governance over your own mind and your own life. On the flip side, if you master your own emotions, if you work through your own fears and anxieties, you're no longer being swept up in the stories and the the narratives that everybody else is getting swept up in, which means that you now have a clear vision and clear thinking to find the opportunity, to find the clear way through all of the noise, to find that window that will get you through relatively unscathed, maybe even in a lucrative position, whatever that means for you, where you get to leverage the opportunities that are in front of you that everybody else is overlooking because they're so caught up in the fear that they can't even see what's right in front of them. The thing with opportunity is there isn't a lack of opportunity out there. There's a lack of people's ability to see it and to find it. And the reason that they can't find it or see it, is because they're so swept up in the anxiety and the emotions that they're wrestling with that they cannot see what's right under their nose. And so it's not a matter of going out and creating opportunity for yourself. You don't have to, quite honestly, you don't have to work that hard. Just work smart. Calm your emotions, start mastering your emotions, and start thinking through what opportunities there are in front of you. And you'll find that they'll just start showing up. They're already there. It's just a matter of you being able to cast your gaze on them and actually see what's in front of you and then start going, well, I want to go for that. 
And it might feel like this is weird. No one else is going for this. There must be something wrong with it. But the reason that nobody else is going for it is because everyone's swept up in their emotions, which then gives you a clear opportunity to go for it. In fact, the office that I'm in now, the way we found this place was that there weren't, there wasn't anybody else looking at it. Now, initially, you can look at that and go, well, hmm, I don't know, there must be there's something wrong with it. But this place has turned out to be perfect, wonderful in every way that it's meant to be. And so I know that that's because other people weren't looking, which created an opportunity, a clear window for us to navigate our way through. And it's served us well to date. And I've got like numerous situations where that's been the case for me, only because I've been able to navigate and overcome whatever fear and anxiety might have presented, or I'm just not experiencing it while everyone else is. But then I've also experienced the opposite. I've also been swept up in fear and anxiety earlier in my life, along with everybody else, which has then made it difficult for me to be able to see any opportunity, any way to be helpful, and just be swept up in the collective emotions and psychology of everybody else, which in essence means I'm a product of the environment rather than being a product of my own thinking in spite of the environment. To me, the latter is the empowered individual. And so when I worked out that we can actually govern ourselves, regardless of what the environmental factors are, then that's when you start to master your life, in my opinion. That's when you really start to take control of things, and that's when opportunities start to unlock. It's almost like doors that were once locked have been unlocked for you, and all you have to do is open it. Whereas for other people, it's locked, and it's only because they don't realize this. They're, such, they're in such an emotional and fear and anxiety state they don't realize the key's been in their pocket the whole time, but because they're so anxious, they're not slowing down enough to check their pockets and to check their pockets thoroughly. They're just doing a quick pat down going, there's nothing there, I'm screwed, door's locked, what do I do? But if you slow down and you govern your mind, you put your hands in your pockets, you check your pockets thoroughly, you're like, huh, what's this? You pull out a key, like this key fits this lock, the door unlocks and you walk through. And it almost feels too easy and all you've done it's slowed down long enough to be able to find the opportunity to unlock the door. And the reason you've been able to do that is because you governed your emotions. You didn't let them dictate the story, but you allowed yourself to kind of cut through the noise of the anxiety and the fear and the shame and the guilt that might be showing up and stepping through the doorway in front of you. So whatever area of your life, whether it's the dating world, because there are a lot of stories collectively about, you know, I can't find any decent guys out there. I can't find any decent girls or guys only want this and girls only want this. That's just what it's like. That's you buying into the story of the collective consciousness of what everyone else is up to and not actually going, well, there must be an opportunity because it can't be that for 100% of the situation. The same is true for the job market. Same is true for if you're running a business, finding a marketplace of people that actually want to buy your product or service. You cannot find a place where there is 100% saturation of an idea with no opportunity for you to be able to cut through the noise. I haven't found that to be true. I've been doing this for a long time with a lot of people from different fields, and every time we find something, there's always an opportunity. It just takes overcoming the emotions to then show you these opportunities. Think of it like, you know, usually we talk about rose-tinted glasses when we're looking at something and it's all amazing and romantic and whatever. I don't know if you've ever tried like yellow-tinted glasses. But whenever you put them on, it actually makes all the things that are yellow in your environment disappear in terms of how much notice and how much attention they draw. 
because the lenses that you're looking through cancel out the yellow that you're seeing there. And so you can't really see it. It doesn't jump out at you. Other colors might, but yellow doesn't. And then when you take off the yellow lenses, suddenly everything that's yellow jumps out at you. You see it all. Now, all those things that were yellow were there the whole time while you had the yellow lenses on. But it wasn't until you took them off that you started seeing the opportunities that were there. So I want you to think about overcoming your emotions and overcoming whatever stories and narratives you're telling yourself as like taking those lenses off. And then suddenly you see what is ahead of you and you start to see what nobody else is seeing because they're all wearing yellow lenses as well. Changes the game for you. You start playing a completely different game on a completely different field with a completely different set of rules. So if I can encourage you to do the work, to work through your emotions, I've got lots of episodes on how you can do that. I've got lots of content. There's my book. We've got more episodes coming. I've got an abundance of resources and I'm not the only resource in the world. If you can start working on your emotions and governing your mind, I promise you, you will start to find the opportunities while everybody else is stuck in fear, anxiety, shame or guilt. And things will just start taking off in ways that you didn't think were possible in spite of what everyone else is saying. So in essence, what I'm sharing with you and encouraging you to do is think differently and do so by mastering your own emotions. You'll change the game for yourself. Anyway, that's my little rant about finding the opportunity while everyone else is being distracted by fear. I hope you got value from this episode. I hope it plants a seed of thought for when there is another situation where there is a narrative that everyone else is buying into and you're reminded of this episode or you come across this episode at that time. And it helps shift your thinking enough for you to find an opportunity and go and do something really cool for yourself, which is what I would love for you. So if you got value from this episode or if you're getting value from any of the episodes in this podcast, please take 20 seconds or 30 seconds to jump in, leave a review, five-star review, it helps. It makes a huge difference for everyone else finding us because I'm on a mission to try and help as many people as I can make a difference in their lives and make a difference in the lives of those people. And so by leaving a review just puts us in front of more people, gives them more encouragement that they're in the right place listening to this podcast. Anyway, I hope that was valuable for you. I look forward to seeing the next episode. Stay safe. I'll speak to you soon. Bye.